Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So I ran into a bit of, I don't know how I would describe it necessarily, a, a, a scope avalanche maybe? Oh gosh, <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasant. The very first time I ran Overcast with the iOS 15 SDK. So you know, if I if I run Overcast as built with the iOS 14 SDK and I run it on iOS 15 devices, it's perfect. There's no problems. So I'm not under any kind of emergency push that once iOS 15 is released, I must have the, have a certain update out to fix major problems with it. Fortunately, I don't have that. However, there was a little visual glitch that would happen here and there when I would build with the 15 SDK and run it on 15. And as you may be aware, the, the core of Overcast the UI is a bunch of UI navigation controllers, basically. Uh, I have like kind of like one main you know, navigation tree that, you know, and I use navigation pushes for lots of screens um, as opposed to, um, you know, modal overlays. I use a lot of navigation pushes for so many things like, you know, settings, downloads, and then, of course, the main, you know, podcast list, playlist slash podcast view, episode info that might get pushed over from that. Um, and then at the bottom, I have this wonderful little mini player that I've had a bunch of different versions of over the years um, that's, that kind of takes the place of a toolbar but can be optionally hidden or shown uh, if there is or is not a currently playing item. And, and the toolbar stays fixed as you navigate through the navigation stack. And then, of course, all this reflows on iPads into a multi-column view uh, as necessary. All th- That whole controller, that whole like you know column manager navigation toolbar thing, that's all custom. Uh, the navigation controller is not, you know, it's, it's a regular UI navigation controller, but the rest of that's all custom UI. Like it's it's a custom master view controller that has these various, um, you know, sub view controllers under it, these child view controllers. Uh, it's like my, my big like media view controller above. Now, to get this to work with UI navigation controller, over the years has occasionally required a bit of tweaking here and there. A few little bits of code here and there, a few little like one-liners a bit of subclassing here and there to override things like, you know, but like the scroll bar behavior and and various edge insets and having stuff go under the nav bar. <laughs> I love that you just casually say you casually say the scroll bar behavior. Well, That's you know, a pretty <laughs> substantial bit of, bit of functionality. No, I know it's like it's it's things like you know like like how when you when you have your own view controller like you know custom child view controller hierarchy going on. A lot of times, like the content inset or edge insets will be wrong on something, and you'll have content that accidentally goes under a view controller or a navigation bar, or you'll have things like the scroll indicator fit. Like the bottom of the scroll indicator is like forty pixels too high off the bottom of the view because it's trying to account for the safe area inset and stuff like that. Yeah. So you have all these all these issues that happen when you do all this stuff. So you know, I have lots of different UI code that works around all those different things to make my custom UI work. Additionally, I have search bars. Ooh. And I have search bars with UI search controller. <laughs> I, I believe I mentioned this on the show before. <laughs> but a few years back, an iOS developer that we know uh, posted on Twitter. It was during like the, like the Halloween like, time and when everyone changes their name to something spooky. Yeah, and someone we know changed their name to UI Search Controller. <laughs> the scariest part of iOS. <laughs> it's by far like anyone who's ever worked with this before. Just ugh, it's just sensing chills on your spine. 
and I'm no different. Uh, and so I have multiple views in my app uh, that have search bars that are all part of this navigation hierarchy. However, not everything in the navigation hierarchy has a search bar. This is a recipe for all sorts of visual glitches and bugs over time because normally when you have a controller that has a search bar and you push it over to make you know to push to the next controller, if the next one does have one and the previous one doesn't, or vice versa, if if the presence of a search bar changes between two controllers in a navigation push, lots of weird bugs have happened over time. So that I have I've dealt with that over time. I've dealt with the inherent weirdness and bugginess of UI search controller over time. And all sorts of fun stuff like that, all wrapped in my custom, uh, you know, media controller that it, that is my like three pane kind of layout. And so I have a lot of custom code here. Naturally, it's all Objective C because this is all you know for before my 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 Swift uh, revolution, I guess. Um, it's all it's this is all like old crusty code, much of which was written for like iOS ten or something. You know, like it's most of this is yeah. not modern code. If there is a modern API that was introduced like an iOS 13 to do something, I probably don't use it yet um, because I just started requiring iOS 13 a few months ago. (laughs) So anyway, all this is to say, this is a lot of custom code. Now, when I ran my app on iOS 15 with with the 15 SDK, the problem was... When the navigation bar would, or when the navigation controller would push a new a new view controller onto the navigation stack, the navigation bar, which is supposed to be opaque, would briefly flash transparent during the push, and then after the push would flash back opaque again. And so this is not like you know a massive showstopper bug, but it's sloppy. You know, you know, you don't want your customer seeing that. Like I, I obviously no. really shouldn't ship using the 15 SDK with that. And at some point, I, I have to use the 15 SDK. Like, if I want to use any of the new 15 features, which I do, I've already written some stuff against them, and I, so I want to use the 15 SDK. Uh, so, you know, just build with the 14 SDK for the next few years is not a valid alternative here. Um, so, I want to fix this little tiny bug of this visual glitch that is just the nav bar is turned transparent when it shouldn't. Okay. So I start researching, how do I do this? What do I do? What, you know, what, what changed in 15? Did they introduce some new thing? And it ends up what, changes, what changed was apparently, like back roughly in iOS 13, the method of customizing navigation bar appearances changed. And they introduced this, this new API for navigation and toolbars um, called, I think it's called UI bar appearance. And there's subclasses UI navigation bar appearance and UI toolbar appearance. And this is how you're supposed to do it now. And apparently, to avoid this bug in iOS 15, you have to do it this way. Okay. So I adopted the new, the new API. And as soon as I switched from the old methods, which, and these are like, these map almost one-to-one. It's like, you know, the old one is like, you know, you set like bar dot, you know, is opaque equals yes. You know, bar appearance equals appearance default or dark or whatever. So, it, you know, it's, and then the old, the, the, and the new one, is, has almost all those same properties. Like it's, it looks like it's a direct one-to-one mapping. Just, you know, somebody got it in their head to make, you know, even more, you know, architecture astronautism out of this. So there's even more classes and classes and classes and classes that you have to instantiate. You can't just set properties on an object. Heaven forbid, you have to actually make a configuration object and then make the, make that configuration object adopt this other configuration. It's sure. anyway. <laughs> so as soon as I switched to the new API, it did indeed fix that that uh, transparency bug in the navigation bar. And this is, you know, this is the difference of like four lines of code overall, really. It's not that much. 
But then it broke everything. Oh, gosh. Just switching to this to this new API to set, like, bar translucency <laughs> from the navigation bar broke uh, edge insets. It broke search controllers. <laughs> it broke the safe area inset. It broke everything. <laughs> so I start digging in, like, okay, how much work am I in for here? Can I just write a few a few more like little like one liners here and there and be good, or is this going to be a, a bigger problem? And I so I start I, I took a couple days and I started okay. First things first, I can't have my content under the navigation bar, so let me go through and on every single view controller, set like you know the you know the edge inset thing to to exclude the top edge, which I shouldn't have to do, but no. you know it, it's look you do what you got to do. So I go sit on every single view controller. You might not understand, audience members, when you think of a podcast app, how many screens are there in a podcast app? You might think like maybe like four. Like how like you might start counting up, all right, well, you know, you got like a list of podcasts, you got a list of episodes, and you got like, you know, a now playing screen, and then maybe some kind of like ad podcast screen, right? Like that's not that many. I, I don't know the number. But I can tell you I have probably at least 30 screens in Overcast. Like, there's so many. Oh, wow. Like it's because you don't realize like there's so many screens for things like adjusting preferences or adjusting set or adjusting behavior, showing different parts of things, showing different different versions of podcasts, different parts of the ad screen, different parts of the setting screen, different parts. Like there's so many screens. <laughs> and this is why like I've been dreading any kind of UI redesign uh, because there are just so many screens. And if I change something – fundamental like suppose i change like even just like when i changed the, the default font to the system uh, font i had to really go through a lot and and do a lot of testing and everything and there's so many like new apis that i should be using in tons of places that do things like you know better handling of very large text sizes with like automatic wrapping and stuff like that like there automatic table cell sizing there's so much stuff i should be doing but i'm 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 like buried under this massive weight all of this old UI code. I have so much UI code because there's so many screens. And it's so easy to get something subtle that's like a little bit wrong on one of those screens and not catch it myself, not catch it with thousands of beta testers and actually release it into the world. And then somebody writes in and says, oh, by the way, the screen's broken. Uh, but anyway, so I start going through and I start doing these little like patchwork fixes to various view controllers in the app. And I know, first of all, I'm not going to get them all. Like I'm just not. It's 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 impossible for one person to know to actually get these all. Even if I was, you know, doing some you know some kind of really advanced test driven development, Casey, I still would probably miss some subtle like you know wrong animations here or there, or like this this text on this control is wrapping a little bit wrong or something. You know. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm going through the whole app, going through all this stuff, and realizing. First of all, even just to fix the basic thing of like just fixing the the like content under the navigation bar or the the scroll indicator being too far up because it's missing the safe area, just those that is like a week of work just to get that even close to right. However, what I haven't been able to get right yet is the stupid search controllers because of course. Because something changed. Because my entire view hierarchy is a series of hacks to try to get search controllers working, basically. Like, yeah. 
all so many of the hacks that I have to do are either to get navigation controllers working the way I want or to get search controllers working the way anybody would want them to work. Like that's that's like the vast majority of my UI hacks. And the navigation controller really threw me for a loop this time. I think I almost have it tamed. The search controller I really don't. And so I'm looking at having to potentially like remove the search controller and possibly write my own like just put a search bar there and then do my own like overlay hack to to overlay the result on top of the main view controller or something like you know I haven't I haven't looked into that option too much yet because I really don't want to do it uh, but I think I might have to do it but anyway all this is to say I started out with hey the navigation bar blinks into translucency during animations that's wrong I changed four lines of code to fix that and now I have to like rip out massive chunks of my UI, rewrite some, rearrange some. And I thought that, and I didn't even attack this problem until now, the middle of the summer. Because when I first ran on iOS 15, like, you know, there's a bunch of like little deprecations I wanted to deal with and a couple of new features I wanted to I wanted wanted to experiment with and things like that. So so I thought, oh, that little navigation bar transparency bug, either it's a bug in the OS and they'll fix it themselves sometime in the next few betas, and so I won't even have to deal with it. Or it'll be like, you know, a, a, a one one afternoon to fix it, and I'll do it later in the summer when you know when, when, I'll, when I'm done with all the exciting new stuff. Yeah. And now it's turned into, oh no, the fix to this required, like, removing structural members from my app accidentally, and, oh, and now I have to, like, consider, I, I don't know what, like, possibly rewriting large chunks of view controller hierarchies, uh, rewriting significant parts of the view controllers themselves that use search bars, and I'm thinking, like, should this now trigger my redesign I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I don't really have necessarily time for that. But, oh, geez. So I would love to get some advice from you on what to do here. But first, let's talk about our sponsor this week. It is Best in Class iOS app. This is a book series. And the Best in Class iOS app book series is here to help take your apps from good to great. Now, this was based on a blog post that I actually read. uh, uh, It came out a couple of years ago, and I read it, and it really resonated with me. And it was called like a Best in Class app, and we'll link to it. Um, but what I what I love about this blog post is that it goes through like so many like modern Apple technologies. Like so, it's it's basically it was a list of, like everything I'm, I was doing wrong or, or should have been adopting but wasn't. Uh, you know things like adopting modern APIs to enable modern features, things like you know multitasking and drag and drop and all sorts of stuff. And there's huge in depth uh, you know ability to go into these topics. And what the author of this Jordan Morgan has done with Best in Class iOS app book series is He's taken like those main bullet points and is actually developing them into a full-blown book. So each one of those is expanded upon. So he's an indie developer just like us, and he is covering in this book all he knows about what he believes are the four most critical topics to develop quality iOS software. This is accessibility, design, user experience, and the core iOS APIs. And this is – he covers these in great detail. You know, accessibility – you got to design your apps for everyone. You know, you master the basics, then he, he dives deep into APIs like the rotor control, how to best support a voiceover. And then the accessibility section is, is pretty much done. And he's still writing the rest. So there's, there's a design section coming up. Uh, every, you know, good app, 
eventually wins with design, but that, that can look different for each app. So he's going to help you figure out your app's voice and use that to make it look and feel right at home on the iOS platform. Also, user experience. If an app is pretty to look at but unusable, it'll get deleted. And so he's going to help you make that not happen. And then the iOS API section is an exhaustive look at all the major iOS frameworks and APIs. So you learn about things like WidgetKit or Siri APIs. Make sure your app is tightly integrated across the system and gives people the features they want. So he, we, we had an early look at the book so far. It's, ba- it's basically in beta. Um, so the accessibility section is, is almost done now. The design section is going to, be I think, be next. And when you get beta access to this, you get updates to the book every two weeks. So it's great. So there's the accessibility book has over 100 pages of content so far, over 30 code samples. And as he keeps writing it, you get more and more. You get you go through the whole thing. And it's the accessibility part that I saw was really great, very in-depth, lots of stuff that, you know, I've been writing accessibility code in my apps for a long time. I didn't even know a lot of the stuff he said. Uh, and so I actually learned something. I learned a few things already and uh, hopefully we'll be learning more. So this book series is going to be $160 when it's out of beta. But under the radar, listeners can enjoy a fifty percent early access discount. So for, you get the whole book for just eighty bucks up front, and then you get the whole thing as it comes in. It gives you all the books in the series, a comprehensive Xcode project with all the code samples, a private Discord server so you can chat with the author and other developers, a bonus section just for early buyers, and free updates for all the books. So visit bestinclassiosapp.com slash radar to get started today. That's bestinclassiosapp.com slash radar. Whether you're an experienced developer and you want maybe a reference guide, or whether you're new to the world of iOS, this book series has you covered. It's like the HIG combined with in-depth documentation and code samples. So once again, bestinclassiosapp.com slash radar to get the series for 50% off. Our thanks to Best in Class iOS app for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, Dave, what should I do? So, first, um, you have my deepest sympathies. I've gone down this road before where you have the like, you make just one little change. I mean, it's just a small change. How, how, how you know, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Or, and, and you trip over, which is, so my intuition is that you tripped over one of these things in iOS where there is an old legacy sort of, code path infrastructure that apple still supports internally but and they use that if you are still using the old apis and it's almost like you, you in some ways you're compiling your app against ios 13 say and I have, I have no idea if this is actually accurate but this is an experience i've had before but as soon as you use a tiny bit of the new stuff it switches that flag off and suddenly you're using all the new stuff all at once. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like, oh, I just changed the transparency. That's all that should change. It's like, no, actually, you have, you have now switched over from using like iOS 13 navigation and table view and search controller and everything to now iOS 15 of all of those things. Um, and so that, like, that jump is painful and brutal and unexpected because you never know what, what, what flag would have sort of you know sort of trip this because it is entirely transparent to you and i've noticed this actually the case but this has happened to me too where you make a small change and all of a sudden there's this big cascading flow of pain and suffering um <laughs> yep and so it's like at first deepest sympathies because that is just rough and like not at all what you want to see like you want the this is this is not how you want to spend your summer this is not how doing this is not the kind of work that actually feels like you're making your app better it's not doesn't feel like you're actually improving things no uh, not. in some ways you could argue it's like you could argue that you're like paying off technical debt maybe but like even that is a pretty 
like vague thing because you're not really making the app even better. You're just like working around weird iOS stuff. So first, that's awful. Um, <laughs> second, it's just so funny. Like my, 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 my initial reaction, and this is maybe very telling about the kind of developer I am, is it's like, could you ins- it's like it's, it's, it is my, my first thought was is there i wonder if you could insert a view into your nav bars such that if they flip from transparent to opaque it won't matter because you're <laughs> pretending like there's a background there you know it's like so rather than actually fixing the problem could you just add another band-aid you know you're just like the the, the person sticking their finger in the dam and you just keep going like exactly how many fingers do we need to get into this dam before <laughs> <laughs> um, eventually it just completely falls apart because that, that's my initial thought. And I'm not saying that's a good idea, but you know, maybe spend 10 minutes and see if you just, you know, put a, put a, a view off, uh, you know, w- w- with a negative offset and uh, maybe it fixes your problem and you can just move on for another year. Um, that, that's probably not the right answer. Um, but yeah, it's rough because like I don't, I think if I was in your, if I was in your, 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 your shoes, like I just, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to do a whole bunch of work that is just like making it, you know, making UI search controller or building your own UI search controller even worse. Um, like working around those types of bugs when especially I feel like in back of your mind for a long time, you've had the sense of like you want to, you, you, you know, you'd rather you have a redesign in mind or you have a bigger change to the app that I think would be more impactful and more exciting to work on and um, actually feel like the app is getting better and moving forward rather than just like, you know, sort of putting lots and lots of bandages on something that is old and works great, um, but is not exactly um, sort of modern. And in some ways, are you just putting more, you know, putting more bandages on something that eventually this is just completely going to fall down and, um, like that's rough because like i I mean obviously it's like you have the things of it's like you know apple itself is is in this weird place where i feel like so much of their attention and effort is going down to into swift ui um which it's like like rewriting overcast in swift ui is like hardly like oh yeah let me just spend a month and do that because like you said it's like it an app like that is has so much inherent ui logic to it um, and, and I ran into this with uh, Pedometer Plus Plus. I recently did a little bit of just like playing around. It's like, oh, I wonder what, what it would be like to rebuild this in um, in Swift UI. And it's like, oh no, like, <laughs> like like the number of just little things that I've done over the years have accumulated into something that is really hard. And there are a lot of features and nuances and things that I really like about my UI that would be hard to implement or impossible to implement, or just like would take a huge amount of time that isn't actually helping anything. Yeah, like I feel like people don't people who aren't who haven't done like you know iOS apps or, or similar kinds of challenges before might not realize what percentage of the code in an app is UI code. Like you might think Overcast is like the you know this big audio engine or something or the sync engine. No, Overcast is a massive pile of UI on top of a fairly small audio engine and and like data layer. <laughs> like those things are are surprisingly tiny compared to the massive amount of ui code and over time i would love to rewrite a ton of that in swift ui um but by the way i mean i find i find swift ui kit work to be very painful <laughs> like the whole like the unit with coder thing having like it's ugh, why like I, why they haven't fixed view controllers in swift yet i don't know but anyway uh they haven't <laughs> as far as i know uh but swift ui is great and I, and I would love to do more of the app in swift ui but even though SwiftUI will 
end up saving a bunch of code, uh, that that would still be like a year long project. Yeah, and and that wouldn't get you. Yeah, it's just hard to know if it actually makes it better. Like I feel like there's got to be like I feel like in some ways you have this. Like there's a there's a countdown timer that is now running and that you have been made aware of that may have been running with this for a long time, but now you're sort of made aware of that there are some aspects of the way that you're interacting with UI kit that Apple has moved away from and your use of it is problematic. And it's like, I think the interesting question is, should you try and find a way to just work around this for this little bit and start thinking about and knowing that you have a bit more urgency on your grand sort of redesign path um, or try and work around it and hit yourself in the head with UI search controller for the next month. Um, <laughs> like it's hard. Like, and I, I mean, I wish I had a better answer for you in this. And this is why I think in some ways, maybe it's like, it's a great topic that you brought up because these are the kind of decisions that as developers and especially as indie developers, you kind of just find yourself with where it's like, there's no right answer here. There's no, easy like oh of course you could do this i mean other than of course putting a a view up behind this the nav bar which will totally solve your problems that is the easy answer um but other than that which is actually not the answer if i can get it there see how do i like because that's probably within ui navigation control i'd have to probably like subview dive ui navigation controller which i really probably shouldn't be doing maybe i mean you maybe maybe it's there i think you maybe maybe you can set a background view maybe you can um (laughs) put a put a view um in your view, that's at the top, but offset underneath the nav bar. There, there are ways. I'm, I'm de- there are definitely ways that you could do this. I'm not saying they're good ways, but I'm just saying that they might exist. Um, but and it doesn't really solve the problem because obviously something's going on between those two things that, and it may be different. They get into really weird things. It's like it might be very different on the iPad, or it might be different on different sizes, and um, like it's a tough, it's a it's it's a tough place to find yourself when you're you're dealing with this because it also makes me wonder if you're i have had enough experience doing ui kit work over the years where as much as i think you probably feel like you've you know it's like you've pulled on the thread far enough that you have a sense of the scope of it like there is no telling if you're going to unearth an entire another box of this (laughs) um you're in changing, oh, you oh you changed from UI search controller to something else. Well, now you've actually un- you turned off this other flag over here that is now changing everything about everything. Like it's it's a it's not it's 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 not a good place. And so I like my instinct is to do the, as little as you can to get it working, and to in- sort of put the effort into things that are going to pay off better in the long run. And if that's not if if the if the little effort is what you've been doing and going down the search controller view stuff like then that's just what you got to do. But I would aim for as little as possible now and hasten the addition sort of the arrival of bigger changes down the few, down the road but not with the the pressure of trying to get it done um with iOS 15 or you know, with with sort of urgency for this fall, that they can be something that you maybe you're launching next spring, say. Um, but like overall, I think that's where my, my my heart goes. But mostly, my heart just breaks for you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, like because it, it it really does. I, I agree. It, it it does feel like there's no good answer here. But it's like you know, I mean, I mean, part of part of the solution here, or part of the um, you know, the long term lesson here is for people like me who don't enjoy all this UI customization work to just stop customizing the UI so much. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot to be said for, like, maybe I just shouldn't have built a lot of this custom stuff, or maybe, maybe I should have used the stock stuff even more and 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 avoided things like Search Controller uh, if I could. But 
that's obviously a harder thing to do. But you know, maybe, yeah. maybe there's a way I can structure my UI to just put search on its own screen and and not even have it be part of the main view controllers. Like if you maybe just change the search box to a search button that pushes a modal screen up and is a search view there. You know, so there are ways that I can do that, but it's not it's not as nice. Yeah, and, and it speaks to I think too. I remember I can't remember which version of Overcast this was, but there was one that was like the big feat. The big deal was that you put search everywhere. Yep. Like I remember that being a big feat, and it was like, oh, you can now search your main podcast list if you go into the add podcast thing. You can search there, and you did your clever stuff where you have like a, a local cache of search history, so it's super fast for the f- most co- likely search things. Like it, it's just fascinating to me in some ways, and then maybe another sort of broader lesson that we can pull is. That's really sounds good at the time, but it also like you just you set yourself up for this in the future. And you had no idea at the time that adding all that, adding that feature and adding that capability was sort of setting yourself up for in the future where UI search controller was going to, you know, ruin your summer. So it just like being thoughtful about those features is is, is probably wise. Um, it's just a, a sort of a vague general lesson there where I've done that same thing many times where I add something that I think is going to be easy and I don't think it's going to have a lot of lasting impact and it turns out that now I'm like stuck dealing with it for forever, essentially. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go back into it and see what I can figure out. Thank you for your, thank you for your guidance. <laughs> nope, I hope it goes well and, you know, I, uh, I, I know that you are not alone. We have all been down this road and we have, we have survived, if if not slightly scarred. UI search controller has affected us all. <laughs> yes, exactly. And just in different ways. Yes. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.